coming up in this episode of Can You Believe It? As of this point, two murders, at least a couple of assaults. Right, so he's just straight up, straight up terrorising. There's a couple of charges of just being a douche in there as well. Yeah. Oh, so he just wanted a candle, and then when she was like, I'll go and get you one, he was like, ah, I'm going to claw you to death. Like, Well, he it was a ruse. What's his... It was a classic what ruse. Did he get, what's what's his, what did he get out of that? What's his motivation? Like, why is he clawing at people? I don't know. Candles. Maybe I'll bring back the bear. I think there's something you know, to the bear. There's something there. i gotta, I got to try the bear again. Yeah, I reckon. What do you think, honey? Whatever you want, darling. You should do the squid. <laughs> I'm, told I'm you, not I'm, doing the squid not, again. <laughs> what about the chicken? Nobody's afraid of a squid. UFOs in the skies, Illuminati's controlling your life. Can you believe it? Drop circles and Jesus toast. The time that Kesha fucked a ghost. Welcome to Can You Believe It, a semi-regular podcast on the unexplained that asks the all-important question, can you believe it? My name is Matt Neal and I'm joined as per usual by flying burrito brother and sister of mercy, the Colonel. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us, Colonel. I'm also joined by last of the Mohicans and first catch of the day, Daniel Miles. Welcome, Daniel. Also middle of the rung. Thank you for having me. Mm, middle of the road? No, rung. There's a middle of a rung. You, you look at the rung yeah. on a ladder. Yeah. Where do you want to put your foot? Middle? I'm right where you want to put your foot, baby. Okay, that's not disturbing at all. Um, now, before we dive into today's tale of zealous zaniness, let's hear a message from our sponsor, Colonel. That's right, Matthew. This episode is brought to you by the Dentist Industry Association. Do your teeth scream when you eat or drink cold foods? Does a cool, refreshing glass of water have you doubled over, begging for the sweet release of death? Have you tried anything but a dentist and nothing works? Yes, Colonel, it's true. That is exactly (laughs) my experience. Well, Marzi, you might be a great candidate for a professional dental appointment. Okay. You could try that expensive toothpaste you've seen on TV. That might help for a little bit. But seriously, the dentist thing. Go see one. Uh, Nine out of ten dentists recommend seeing a dentist. And then the tenth one, Kieran, is kind of a cunt. (laughs) And he doesn't really know what he's talking about. (laughs) Dentists. Dentist, get one in your gob today. (laughs) Kieran, though. Fuck that guy. (laughs) Kieran, if you're listening, fuck you. (laughs) Thanks, Colonel. Thanks uh, to the dentists of the world. Um, Okay, I'm now going to read a uh, a story that is purported to be true. That's what this thing is all about. I'm going to read this supposedly true story. Presented as fact. Presented as fact fact and then ask my two friends here if they can indeed believe it miles i know you wanted a short one because you want to go home and go to bed but uh of the the remaining ones i have left in my folder of mystery Mm -hmm. this one is a a mystery that's uh very dear to the colonel and and my heart 
So so you're looking forward to me shitting all over it, is what you're saying? No, no, it's completely batshit crazy, but in a fun way, I think. But it's it's a it's a story that we've we've discussed before, we've we've looked at before in in some weird way. But I just so I've picked this one for the last season instead of using the dive mystery or just have the colonel yell at me until I read a particular episode. Mm-hmm. We're going to go with this one. Do you want to just get the fuck on with it then? Okay. I want to yell at him so much right now. In September 1837, a ghost was spotted in the village of Barnes near London. You're you're hating this already because it says ghost, but bear with me, okay? Okay. Bear with me. The ghost was reportedly shaped like a white bull and had a predilection for attacking women. Over the coming days and weeks, stories of the ghost spread and changed. In the neighboring village of East Sheen, the ghost appeared to take the form of a white bear. Further southwest in the village of Hampton, the ghost appeared as a knight in polished armour, wearing gloves with claws and steel boots with springs in their heels. Oh, no. What is it, Colonel? spring Jack! spring Jack, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, shit. Here we go. Here we go. Just, just by way of backstory, yep. Colonel and I used to do a radio play when we were on community radio, and it was, it was horribly offensive, but occasionally funny. And it was the Doctor and the Colonel's Paranormal Adventures. It's probably, the guess, the precursor to this somewhat. And we had an episode mm-hmm. uh, where spring Jack was the nemesis, the nemesasu of uh, <laughs> the, big the Doctor dad, and the Colonel. The big name Zoni. Yeah. Yep. So this one's for you, Colonel. Yeah, so and, and spring Jack. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a crew, it's a really cool story. Like, cool. strap in here, Marzi. Right. Like, this have is going to be the best. Have, is there a reason that you're taking your pants off here, Colonel? Or? <laughs> no, I'm just unbuttoning a little. All right. Just, okay, nice. You just had a big meal. <laughs> have, you, have you ever heard of spring Jack? Uh, spring Jack hasn't come across my desk so okay. far. All right. All right. Okay. So for a treat. I, I, yeah, I'm not going to say anything right. apart from when I, I mean, it's speak a, over you. Yeah, yes. Okay. It's a horrible story, really. Because it, it's on it, brand, got it? Yeah, it involves like people being attacked and stuff. But anyway, let's dive into it, shall we? Right, okay. Somewhere between Hampton and East Sheen, the armoured ghost reportedly attacked a carpenter called Jones in Cutthroat Alley. Jones defended himself, fighting back, but two more ghosts suddenly appeared and Jones was badly beaten. In October 1837, so this is a, a month has mm-hmm. transpired from the first bit, where it was a bull. A young servant girl named Mary Stevens was walking through Clapham Common in London. She'd been visiting her parents and was on her way home when a man-like figure jumped out of the darkness and grabbed her. Grabbed Ma- her where? In Clapham Common. Oh, okay, good. Thank you. Mary would, <laughs> Mary would later tell the authorities the apparition was cold and clammy like a corpse and that he had claws which ripped her clothes. The man began kissing and touching her, but Mary screamed and her attacker fled. Local residents who heard the commotion searched for the clawed man but couldn't find him. The next day, not far from Mary's home, a man was seen that matched the attacker's appearance. Startled by a passing carriage, the man leapt in front of it. The coachman pulled desperately on the reins, causing him to lose control and crash. Witnesses claimed the man who caused the accident laughed in a high-pitched voice and then leapt over a nearby wall that was almost three metres tall. Spring Hill Jack. <laughs> Spring Hill Jack, Kent. That's what it'd be like if he was in Australia. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah I think yeah, so, yeah. Spring Hill Jack, Kent. A couple of months later, the Morning Chronicle reported further attacks. This time the figure was described as, quote, a scoundrel disguised in a bearskin and wearing spring shoes. 
I mean, it's 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 a little different on the uh, on the uh, description, right? Like each time, it is different. There is uh, we we're seeing we're starting to see spring heeled shoes pop up regularly, and uh, maybe claws, or we've seen a bear mm-hmm. and then a bear. Skin. It's kind of like a like an uh, the supervillain origin story where he's like testing out different like, yeah. kind of things that are you know like he's do workshopping I wear fur? It. Do I yeah. like what goes with my purple? Like pants That's and it. Suit, Undies like... on the inside or the outside. Yeah. These are the yeah. decisions you have to make in workshop stages. Claws yeah. or oversized novelty boxing gloves. Like you're yeah. still just trying to figure it out. Yeah. I yeah. Like... Uh, a vendor and a woman were reportedly scared to death by the attacker, and they were dead. Yes. Yeah, so yes. they can't. They can't make any and reports of this. <laughs> literally scared to death is what it says. Oh, well, that they were oh, just yeah. okay. killed on the spot. We yep. thought that was through a bit, fright. But... Yep. Uh, while there were other reports of him, quote, jumping to and fro before foot passengers in the neighborhood of Lewisham and, <laughs> and, and, has, Jack! and has in one or two instances greatly alarmed females. Greatly alarmed. And, you know, like... As opposed to just alarmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah greatly alarmed. And look, he's already scared two people to death, at least. So, you so know. he's a murderer. He's murdered people as, by scaring them to death. As of this point... Two murders, at least a couple of assaults. Uh, yeah. Right, so he's just it's straight serious. up, straight up terrorising. Yeah. There's a couple of charges of just being a douche in there as well. Yeah. Just yeah. general douchebaggery. And I think there might even actually be uh, a charge with having springs on, on your shoes. I don't think that was allowed at the time. It was, <laughs> it was certainly not in fashion at the time. Yeah. On January 9, 1838, the Lord Mayor of London, Sir John Cohen, spoke at a public gathering at Mansion House and disclosed a letter he had received. The writer spoke of a man dressing as either a ghost, a bear, or a devil and scaring young women. He noted that this had been happening across, quote, the villages of London and that the local newspapers were well aware of the matter but were keeping it quiet. See, like he tried out the bull thing, and that wasn't scary enough. So he, yeah. he was testing the bear thing. Yep. He was testing the natural progression. You go bull, yeah. you go bear. You go bull, you go bear. Yep. Then you go ghost bear, ghost bear, ghost bear. <laughs> and then if that fails, you just put some springs in your heels and jump around. I'm Springbok Jack. Yeah. <laughs> the Lord Mayor indicated his scepticism, but a member of the gallery confirmed that quote several uh, sorry confirmed that quote servant girls about Kensington. Hammersmith and Ealing tell dreadful stories of this ghost or devil. The matter was printed in newspapers over the following days, and the Lord Mayor was reportedly swamped by letters reporting sightings of the creature. There's not Cre- much going creature. on. It, it, it's, it's, not, it's not described as an individual. It's not like a... Well, it's a, a, a bull, and then it's a bear, and then it's a suit of armour, and then it's a ghost, and then it's a devil, and then it's a man with yeah, springs. Yeah, it's striking me as sort of more of like a, a poltergeist at this point, you know? Like, it's it's more of a, a, a of a spooky sort mm. of mm. entity. Striking. Spooky entity. Mm. I, that, that's that's, that's Shape my final shifter. word on it. I'm getting indecision out of mm. this. Uh, I think the supervillain trying costumes is probably not far off yeah, the point yeah. there, but... Yeah. Just settle on a theme, for fuck's sake. Or it's a shape-shifting... It's a scroll. Mm. I don't know. All right. Let's find out. The letters detailed attacks where women had been slashed by the figure's claws or had suffered fear-induced fits or who had even died of fright. So he's got claws, he's got jumping ability. Is he basically like one of those you know, gummy bears bouncing here and there and <laughs> everywhere? I was going to say Black Panther, but Gummy Bears, yeah, yeah gummy that's bears definitely better. better. Yeah, yeah. I'm, one thing you don't really hear enough about anymore is people dying of fright. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. Have we evolved as a species? That's a very good question. To now, we're at the point where we just can't die from fright anymore. Uh, aren't there like certain species of like deer and stuff that can die from fright? They no, no. They, they, there's they, goats they, that can fall over. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah they yeah. just, yeah, that's like... Uh, they, they go into like a, like a I'm rigor dead sort of... Yeah, like, they just play like, possum. Like spiders. It's yeah. a, as a defense mechanism, yeah. Yeah, right. But I, yeah. I guess. Either that or it's just hilarious. I don't know. <laughs> I want to know Sometimes evolution's pe- really funny. Like, yeah, I know. Yeah. When great. do you think the last person died of fright was? That's that's what I want to know. Mm. Don't know. The last recorded death by fright, and when can I make the next one? <laughs> <laughs> Most reports were second or third hand or anonymous, but that same month there were reports of a barmaid named Polly Adams being attacked in a manner similar to Mary Stevens while walking across Blackheath in London, about thirteen kilometres from where Mary was attacked. Two names that were definitely made up. Got it. Continue. More reports appeared. A blacksmith was said to have had his clothes ripped off and his skin lashed by a ghost with iron claws. Okay. So, like, he would have been wearing a leather apron being a blacksmith. His clothes would have been minimum... Uh, what did he slashed him on the shoulder? Sounds like a workplace-related injury. He had his clothes ripped off. It doesn't say that he was, was, he working, was in his blacksmith was, 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 was garb walking, at the time. But was he walking from the forge home or was he travelling from home to the forge? doesn't say. Uh, I, I just had a picture so. of I, a smithy with nothing but a, a leather apron on just hammering over it. This is just my thing. Okay. Never mind that. Oh, look, we've all got our things. Yeah. No kink shaming here. No kink shaming. Some people are into well-sprung-heeled men. <clears throat> and that's why Doc's doing this podcast. Anyway, continue as you were. There were also stories of women having their clothes stripped off them by the clawed figure, causing them to qu- have, quote, violent fits. Reports flowed in from many more of the London villages to the south of the Thames, including more stories of victims dying of fright. So, like, he's, he's slashing them and uh, clawing them and then he's like, uh, injecting some kind of poison or toxin or or is it more... Oh, you're saying that's why they're dying of fright. You're not... You don't... Believe the thing that they just were so scared they just their hearts gave out and they just died. Well, I mean that just makes no scientific sense at all. So I'm thinking there must be some kind of basis in you know he's using a toxin or he's using a poison or he's he's maybe yeah. they were just frail of heart. Maybe we as a race are more stout of heart and constitution now. I don't know. I don't know. I maybe, mean we've got a lot of like, like boomer, scary movies boom, now. Boomers would would probably have a problem <laughs> yeah. with that statement. Maybe. They, you know, Spring Hill Jack just scared the living shit out of them, and that's how they died. That's it. I don't think that's a cause of death. It's no, totally a cause of death. No, you can't that's have more, all your shit. This is this from is from the this is from the death. era when you could die from cancer and wolf, like you know, or just from teeth. Did anyone see that meme that was floating around? No, it no. was a list of deaths in London, and the biggest cause of death in it was just listed as teeth. Um, but another one that had like ten deaths was cancer and wolf. And wolf. And wolf. So you think like, cancer's bad. Yeah. Try adding a wolf to it. I mean, like, wolves weren't, like, caught up in the numbers for teeth. Like, that was just human people that biting. Was, that was your teeth in your face causing you to die. Oh, so I thought I, I thought you were saying... That's why like, you need yeah. to see a dentist. Nine out of ten dentists recommend well, dentists. And, and, yeah, well, this, a, this is why one, the Dentist Industry yeah. Association yeah. is such a great sponsor. Thank yeah. you. I know. Thank on January 20, 1838, a local newspaper called The Penny Satirist gave the clawed ghost a name. Or well, some had been referring to it as Steel Jack, the paper dubbed the mysterious attacker spring Jack, and the name stuck. Sightings of spring Jack continued to roll in. On the evening of February 19, 1838, an 18-year-old woman named Jane Alsop 
answered the door of her father's house to a man who said he was a policeman. Hello. He wore a cloak and a helmet and asked Jane for a candle. Of course, my sir. <laughs> However, I may help you. <laughs> Quote, For heaven's sake, bring me a light, for we have caught Springhill Jack here in the lane, he reportedly oh said to her. When she returned with the candle, the man reportedly threw off his cloak, revealing his hideous appearance. <laughs> it is I! <laughs> which included eyes like red balls of fire and a tight white costume like an oilskin. He then attacked her with claws like metal that he used to tear at her clothes, neck and arms. So he wasn't asking for anything. He wasn't like... A candle. Oh, so he just wanted a candle. And then when she was like, I'll go and get you one. He was like, ah, I'm going to claw you to death. Like, Well, he it was a ruse. What's his... It was a classic what ruse. Did he get, what's what's his, what did he get out of that? What's his motivation? Like, why is he clawing at people? Ah, uh, I don't know. Candles. Is, is your explanation? No, no, no. That was the ruse. Oh, but the, but the ruse. ruse was completely unnecessary. Couldn't yeah, he just potentially have clawed just, like, straight yeah, up? Just knock on the door and claw. Yeah, that's what I do. Knock, knock, motherfucker. Jane's sister. It's your old boy. <laughs> Jane's Springhill Jake. Jane's sister then appeared, disturbing the attacker, who vomited blue and white flames before leaping away, seemingly soaring off into the night. That's it, sick. He's spewing flames out on people. Yep. So Does he's got he metal shoot? claws. He's got eyes like fire he can fucking breathe blue and white fire blue and white is white fire a that's thing? hot that is is white fire a thing uh, blue fire is definitely a thing yeah. blue's like blue's like the hottest hot, wasn't hot it fire, that's yeah. the hottest yeah what white i don't i don't know <laughs> i mean I that's just like is it the yeah. the corona around the blue fire i don't know i don't it know what's going on there like it sounds sounds like, like some real good smack. Yeah, it sounds pretty definitely. This is the best meth going around. <laughs> yeah. But then he and then he seemingly flew off into the night. He just flew, flew. He didn't jump. Seemingly he wasn't soaring springing. off. Springing. Seemingly soaring off into the night is what my notes here say. So he just up and up and flew. Yeah, like yeah. ghosted out of there. Yeah. No springs needed. Well, maybe I, I've written seemingly. Break so down his maybe, locomotion for, for me. So there. Maybe maybe, yeah. his, maybe he has just leapt. And it seems like he's. It he's seemed off. like yeah. he was flying. Mm, I've right. written seemingly here, yeah, okay. and I tend to use my words in particular when I write that. Kind yeah, of word. okay. Yeah. Yeah. He also spelt it S E A M, so okay. it might have something to do with his tailoring. Quite. <laughs> Shush. Only he may talk. Only I may comment on my writing. <laughs> the, the attack was confirmed by others in the house. Jane's sister Susan noted how Jane's dress was, quote, nearly torn off her, both her combs dragged out of her head, as well as a quantity of her hair torn away. Her combs were dragged out of her head? Her combs. Her combs. Oh, yeah. there's a combs. Yeah, she's like, got a couple of combs. Like, like the, her co- eye sockets She's got a couple of billies in her head. Cone heads? Like <laughs> yeah. that SNL sketch? Oh, no, no, no. I was thinking like was eyes, you know, you've got cones in your eyes. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's that's the shape of your iris. Okay. Sorry, I'm just being... Too scientific for you. You are guys. just yeah. That's, yeah, that's always been my back. problem. It's your degree in biology. Yeah, that this cryptozoology degree of yours. I, st- I studied biology uh, in year nine at school, so at high school. Hang off. So. Oh. Finally, you put it to <laughs> yeah. use. I think I failed. <laughs> <laughs> this was the most publicized and prominent attack attack attributed to Springhill Jack to date. So we're at. I've been I've been very particular with the dates here because a lot of these incidents have very specific dates. Mm-hmm. So, uh, this was on February 19, uh, 1838. So, we're only, from the first sighting, it's less than six months. Oh, he's prolific. 
Yeah, there's a lot, been a lot going on. If this is a hobby for it, Jack, it, he's deep yeah. diving. It's actually a great first super villain like movie, like or like superhero yeah. super villain movie because you know he's getting a lot in in that first hour of discovering his super villain identity. Oh, this yeah. is we're and still in the first. Honing. We're still in the first act. This is the first half an hour yeah, of the yeah, film, yeah. probably, or yeah. look, just over the past the first act. Oh, hurry up. Okay. Jane's father offered a reward of 10 guineas, or about 2,000 Australian dollars in today's money, for whoever could catch spring Jack, while a member of parliament offered an extra five guineas on top, taking the reward to about 3,000 Australian dollars in today's money. You know how you catch him, Mozzie? Yeah, go on. Magnets. I was going to say magnets. <laughs> magnets. Absolutely magnets. Put magnets everywhere. And then what is yep. he going to do? How is he going to jump? As is, is, you is can't cool. defeat magnetism. <laughs> <laughs> shit healed Jack <laughs> the police took the attack seriously I want to see him try and jump with the magnets yeah slash oh, oh. Uh, I'm just going to shuffle away now the police took the attack seriously unlike previous attacks which seemed to come out as rumours legends or small town gossip two separate investigations were launched while the police were at pains to suggest that the attacker was a human male Residents of the London villages continued to repeat the theory that Springhill Jack was in fact a supernatural creature of devilish appearance, possibly even a manifestation of the devil himself. He, he's basically like a maniacal Joker character. It's, it's right? very like Jokerish, isn't it? Like, uh, Joker's got to be like based somewhat on on this character. Potentially, yeah. On February 25, less than a week after the attack on Jane Alsop, there was a knock on the on a door of the Ashworth residence, not farm from where the Alsops lived. We've employed a Foley person just for this episode. <laughs> a servant of Mr. Ashworth answered the door. Hello. The man Welcome out- to the Foley residence. Hello. How can I help you? The man outside immediately threw off his cloak, revealing, <laughs> quote, a most hideous appearance. Look at this! <laughs> Look at my body. The servant screamed. I have three nipples. The servant screamed and Jack fled. On the 28th of February. I have shame. On the 28th of February, so another three days later, a butcher's daughter named Lucy Scales was walking with her sister through Green Dragon Alley in the London suburb. Scales in Green Dragon Alley. Classic. In the London suburb of Limehouse. Couldn't when, make it up. When she saw a tall, thin man holding a lantern like those used by police. Who goes there? That's what you have to say. Yeah. yeah if you have a lantern, you have to say who, who goes, goes there. there. Yeah, when you got when you got a lantern yeah. in the end. As eighteen year old Lucy approached, the man spat blue flames into Again, her face and flames. fled. Lucy, Lucy was blinded and panicked, reportedly seized with violent fits of hysteria that lasted for hours. I'm glad she didn't die of shock though. Well, that's yeah, that's a good sign. Yeah. Resilience so, uh, is coming so, up so in the community. Like, uh, uh, what are we thinking here with the with the blue flame thing? Is this like a like a gaseous thing that he's ejecting out, or is it like a I don't know? Maybe uh, people are mistaking. Yeah, seeing blue flames. It's a manifestation flames. of the devil himself, or some sort of supernatural being. I, is he I, just I, putting yes. blue tissue paper in his mouth and just going? <laughs> yeah, I mean that would be a good trick. <laughs> yes. That's horrible. Like you. Like answer your gross. door at night and some dude just goes Bleh. <laughs> he's like oh that's disgusting now I'm gonna slash you nah like and then he hops on a pogo stick yeah, pogo's away boing boing, yeah. boing boing oh that's all that it's mystery it's fucking disturbing yeah. isn't okay, it like, so yeah, we've fun. solved that it's crepe paper and a pogo stick again the police investigated one of the det- one of the detectives investigating the Allsop case also investigated the Scales case he deduced the attackers were the same. 
more reports flooded in. Many mentioned demon-like creatures, eyes like balls of fire, icy claws, and the ability to leap from rooftop to rooftop with ease. Such was the concern that the Duke of Wellington, who was almost 70, went out on horseback through the streets of London intent on hunting down and killing Spring Hill Jack. Oh, that's what's going to get it, a septuagenarian. <laughs> yes. On March 2nd, a man entered a pub, proclaimed himself to be Spring Hill Jack, and attacked the landlady with a club. Soon after... Oh, well, first off, that's not what Spring Hill Jack does. It doesn't My really claws fit. are in the wash. <laughs> it doesn't <Yeah>. really... <laughs> I've got, really... to, I've got to use my club, and my <laughs> wife made it for me. It kind of doesn't really work very well, but this is my backup. But I assure you, I am Spring Hill Jack. <laughs> doesn't really match his MO there, does it? Yeah. Soon after, a tall, thin man wearing a blue mask and bright lips was seen frightening women and children. Several weeks later, a ghostly figure wearing a mask grabbed a woman in the street, but fled when the woman fought back. On March 24th... You wouldn't do this to the real Spring Hill Jack. <laughs> on March 24th, 1838, a newspaper reported that police had interviewed two men in relation to the attack on Jane Alsop. They were a local bricklayer named Payne and a carpenter named Thomas Milbank. However, when the matter came to court, neither were convicted. Apparently, this was due to Ms. Alsop's insistence that the attacker could breathe fire and it appeared that Payne and Milbank possessed no such skill. There you go. I mean, but not you, guilty, Your Honour. How do you test that? I mean, like, you just say, like, can hey, you can you breathe fire? Can you breathe fire? And then this guy goes, "Well, no, like, not case now, closed." But like, if I had my special outfit on and my spring hill boots, I'll be able to feel fire upon you. Sorry, I didn't catch that last bit. What did <laughs> nothing, you think? Nothing, no. nothing. Case dismissed. Nothing. I'm going home to make muffins. <laughs> Slowly but surely, the sightings began to fizzle out in London. So we're looking at a... So from September 30, 1837 through to March 1838, we've had this big just flurry of activity. Instead, Spring Hill Jack started appearing further and further away from the English capital. Spring Hill Jack on holidays. <laughs> Vacation Jack. <laughs> I've got some time off. I get really my... good frequent flyer points on these springs. In April 1838, a gardener in Sussex, some 100 kilometres south of London, was attacked by a ghostly bear, which chased the man up a wall before disappearing. A local paper attributed the attack to spring Jack. A very similar sighting of a ghostly bear occurred in Whitby, more than 400 kilometres north of London, about a month later. The ghostly bear thing is throwing me off. Like, it, there's quite clearly some kind of uh, uh, murderous crazy psychopath humanoid dude mm. spewing flames clawing people attacking people you know at their doors and mm -hmm. then all of a sudden there's a spiritual bear as well you know like, this is this is called an out-of-town tryout he he had his spring hill uh, jack and he's like i, I want to workshop this but it's it's not quite ready for london I well no but it, it started tour? in london yes, with bear with, but he there was bear side but he, yeah he's going back to he's the thinks, bear oh, i need to workshop uh, this uh, out of yeah. town okay yeah give it another go Maybe I'll bring back the bear. I think there's something you know, to the bear. There's something there. I gotta, I'm gonna try the bear again. Yeah, I reckon. What do you think, honey? Whatever you want, darling. You should do the squid. <laughs> I'm, told I'm you, not I'm, doing the squid not... again. <laughs> what about the chicken? Nobody's afraid of a squid. Though the metropolitan sightings, <laughs> though the metropolitan sightings had fizzled out, he maintained a presence in the city. The character began to appear in Penny Dreadfuls, cheap theatre productions, and Punch and Judy puppet yeah, shows. He basically became like a like a vampire Dracula kind of character. Beca right? Became like, a character, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah like a uh, 
uh, what's one of those other tour. like, like old timey English characters like you know uh, who's punching Judy Jekyll and Hyde yeah, yeah. Frankenstein yeah does this predate Frankenstein does this predate uh, Jack the Ripper I, I believe it does I think it does I think it does yeah it... who wrote this I mean, did you reset? I mean, the the first thing I would have done was like, does this predate Jeff? Yeah, why is that the first thing you would do? Because context is key. I would have known that, like, this would be the point that I would and Marzi would point out. It predates Jack the Ripper by about 50 years. Okay, so inspiration. That's not. On the spot research is still research, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Just make up a number. That's still research. As Springhill Jack gained a foothold in popular culture, more more sightings began to appear. Foothold. I'm, I'm going to say I meant that one. Pun intended. In fact, reports continued on and off for six decades. What? All over the British Isles. Oh. According to research by Carl Bell for his book, The Legend of Springhill Jack, there were sightings of the now famous figure in Chichester and the home counties in the 1840s, in the Midlands in the 1850s, and Middlesex in 1863. Maybe it's like a, like a, he's kind of like a Batman thing where he's like passing down the cow, like... You know, to the to the next to person. The son There's of Jack. always a spring here, Jack. <laughs> no matter what era it is. Take my springs, my boy. Come, son. You will learn the ways of the Jack <laughs> and the springs. Forget the bear. We tried now, it. It didn't work. Put your foot up here. I've got to try these shoes on you. Oh, too small. Oh, too small. Oh, too large. Tetanus. <laughs> on my deathbed, I give you these shoes <laughs> and these springs. In 1841, Springhill Jack appeared in Bristol as a tall man, quote, dressed in a rough greatcoat, wielding a pair of scissors when he attacked a 14-year-old girl. Now I'm working scissors into the... <laughs> what the fuck? I lost my blades and I just took some kitchen scissors. <laughs> this will have to do in a pinch. That same year, he made a return to London wearing a blue coat and dark glasses and reportedly assaulting women. Later in 1841, he appeared in Tottenham and Edmonton, where he breathed fire into his hands before throwing it at people, including police. That's uh, fucking coppers. ballsy. He was throwing, like, hey, napalm at the he, cops. He's breathing fire into his hands and then throwing it at people. Hello, hello, hello. What we got here? <laughs> oh, frick! Like fire. Oh, it's the old face. fire in the face, The old fire in the face. The following year, in 1842, Suffolk police investigated a number of, quote, nocturnal disturbances, and a vigilante group actually succeeded in catching Springheel Jack. <gasps> You're kidding. But they, they would have netted it. This is what I'm thinking, like, how do you catch the guy? Nets. Big magnet nets. 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 Oh, magnet nets. nets. That's Freaking it. Freaking hell. There are no details of his appearance, but the man was locked in a cell at the police station. Jack reportedly begged to be released. My character is forever ruined, he sobbed. But then he disappeared. A local paper reported that by, quote, some chemical process, Springheel Jack was able to turn into a spirit and make his escape. What? Uh, I don't believe that, like, turning yourself into a spirit is a chemical process. No, I think it probably sounds closer sense. to the fact that he, he probably just paid oh, bail. I, it makes, makes sense. What, what, what chemicals would he have used to do such a thing? Well, you turn from solid into a gas. There's a process you go through there. It's a chemical process. And what chemicals would you use? Mm. I don't know. I'm not a chemist. Oh, but you're a doctor. I'm aware there is a chemical <laughs> process that things move but from... But you're a doctor I that believes doctor. in science. We're all uh, atoms, but you're not really. aware of chemicals... 
that, not that specifically can do such a thing. No, not specifically. Not specifically. It just says some chemical process, some and I chemicals. would assume that turning from solid oh. into gaseous form would be some chemical process. What, what is he like? Boil himself? I don't know. He might have turned to liquid. He turned into a spirit and made his escape. This, that's, that's, this, not, that's not a thing that people can do, though. Well, this story no doubt helped fuel suggestions that Jack was indeed a ghost or some sort of devil. So, there you go. Jeez, it's, all, it's so easy, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's it so is. easy to go, Ooh, I'm a ghost. Oh, oh, I'm a spirit now. Yeah. What's the answer? Oh, it's a ghost. <laughs> Two deaths. Oh, there's a chemical process. <laughs> Two deaths. Some, I'm not a fucking chemist. Some, some chemical process. <laughs> Two deaths were attributed to Spring Hill Jack, both occurring in 1845, seven years after the initial hype around the attacker had died down. The first was a case of mistaken... Oh, I'm back in the news cycle. <laughs> the first was a case of mistaken identity where a drunken man startled another man who cried out in fear, sparking a third man to come to the rescue, thinking it was a Spring Hill Jack attack. <laughs> Quick! Grab him! Kill him! Get him! It's so a Spring Hill Jack. So oh, going, oh hi, Bill. <laughs> oh, Jesus, it's Spring Hill Jack. Just come out of the pub and I've had a blinder and I just need to get home. Uh, oh. The drunken man was beaten so badly he died days later. His name was Thomas Purdy. Do you feel, oh, do you feel I, bad I, now? Yeah, yeah well, thanks for that. Yeah, Jesus. that's what you get for being dicks. Being mean. The other deaths reportedly occurred on November 12th, 1845 in London. Legend has it a young prostitute named Maria Davis was attacked by Jack and thrown from a bridge, drowning in the river below. Jack's taken a turn. He's just all over the shop here, isn't he? Yeah. Like, there's He's... no real rhyme nor reason to his attacks anymore. No. It used to be all about the claws and the spring and the... heels. Yeah, I think what... he's not using his spring. It's probably or his of the claws. magnets. Yeah. Maybe like in, it's in, all those magnet nets that they've got everywhere yeah. to catch him now. So in a world, in, in, in a world where you're able to, you know, there's a maniac on the loose, in a and, world and, and, and they're where being there's being a maniac on the loose, and there's blue flames coming out of their throats. And, mm-hmm. and do we need a Batman here? Like we, <laughs> we, we need something to to fight the Spring Hill Jack. Where have all the good men gone? Where where is our our actual hero in this story? Well, we need a hero. Some men just want to watch the world burn. Some men just want to put springs <laughs> on their boots and jump over things. Some men just want to wear spring-heeled shoes. That's that's not even Michael Caine anymore. It's I don't know what's going on. No. Yeah. My name is Michael Caine. That's no. still not Michael it's Caine. Not. I will just, not bury another Batman. <laughs> just stop. Any better? Just, no? Okay. No, All right. No. I think I've done this in another episode, haven't I? Uh, just stop. Some okay. men just want a spring-heeled jack in their life. Uh, it's not bad. It's yeah. close. I'm not going to do it because, no. You were only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. Is that about it getting better? No. I should have stopped a long time ago. In August of 1877, a sentry on night duty at an army barracks in Hampshire noticed a strange figure approaching in the darkness. As the man got closer, the sentry called, called out, asking his name. There was Who no- goes there? What <laughs> is your name? There Get was- a lantern, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah naturally. Yeah. There was no response. Suddenly the figure, no response. <laughs> suddenly, the figure was right in front of the sentry. He slapped the sentry in the face before bouncing off into the darkness in a series of bang, superhuman bang, leaps. Bang, the sentry bang. and his fellow soldiers fired at the figure, but the bullets seemed to have no yeah, effect. You, you can't kill a springhead jack with bullets. No. I mean, you're going to need some kind of like... Witty insults. Ghost bullets. Or... Oh, yeah, true. What about pithy remarks? What about magnet bullets? Why haven't Winchester made ghost bullets yet? Like... They could literally sell them in America right now. Like, <laughs> yes. yeah, ghost bullets. Like the only bullets proven to kill ghosts. Actually, we actually are starting to sell some on the pod store. 
Oh, uh, we actually we've, got those on yeah, the go. Yeah, oh, great. Thanks, Winchester, too, yeah. for supporting us on those. Yep. Ghost bullets. Nine out of oh, ten bullets <laughs> kill a ghost. Yeah. I, I thought they were made by dentists who were also sponsoring <laughs> yeah. this episode. But, but buy ten bullets, get an extra one free. The soldiers concluded, naturally, that it was Spring Hill Jack. Some reports suggest the figure returned several times in order to, quote, frighten the British army. He even wrestled a soldier on one occasion before narrowly escaping. These visits lasted for about a month. That same year, a mob reportedly spotted Spring Hill Jack at the historic Newport Arch in Lincoln, some 250 kilometres north of London. The mob gave chase and shot a Jack who simply bounced away again, unaffected by the bullets. Immortal Jack. Because you need ghost bullets. At this yeah, point, like, you, you need to be equipping your you know, uh, police service with like high-powered rifles, you know, mm-hmm. uh, bulletproof vests. And you know. bottles of Gypsy's Tears to throw at Jack. Exactly, and and you know I don't think uh, ethically sourced, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like uh, the militarization of our police is jacked up to that next level when you're giving them yeah. bottles of gypsy tears yeah. because then they're able to fight the paranormal exactly. threats. We need to arm our forces with gypsy the requisite tears. tears to get after these springs. Yeah. That's the one thing that will stop a spring hill It's a jack resource we're rust. lacking. We're lacking so so greatly in the gypsy mm. tears. That's that's it. Area. About a decade later, Spring Hill Jack was seen on the rooftop of St Francis Xavier's Church in Salisbury Street, Liverpool. In 1904, there were reports of appearances in nearby William Henry Street. Carl Bell, who wrote The Legend of Spring Hill Jack, Reportedly uncovered sightings in Bradford in 1926, where a ghostly white figure with a fleetness of foot comparable to that of an Olympic champion was seen. 1926? Yeah. When, when, when was the first sighting again? 1837. 18... So we're almost a, a century on here. Yeah, he's like super old, or yeah. he's passing the mantle down to his <laughs> yeah. son. I want him to be really old. <laughs> <laughs> Though not labelled as Springhill Jack in the press of the time, the man fled over rooftops to evade capture, leaving Bell to assume it was indeed Jack. Bell also uncovered we are fucking stupid as a race, aren't we? <laughs> if we're I mean... getting to nineteen twenty something, like it's got to be Springhill Jack. Be the same guy, it's right? The same like, guy. It's got to be the same guy. He also Bell also uncovered a quote final scare in the herring port of Scotland, known as Campbelltown. In what he's like in Scotland now. Yep. In December nineteen December nineteen thirty seven, so we are exactly a century on mm-hmm. from this. A tall figure with mechanisms attached to his feet was harassing women, leaving them shocked and faint. These were the last non contemporary sightings of Spring Heeled Jack. So there we have non contemporary. Yes, because oh, I have some God. more. So there's there's a hundred years of Spring Heeled Jack sightings summarized in thirty five minutes. Wow. Probably could have been done in 30, I reckon, but that's, that's neither here nor there. Okay. Good for you. I, <laughs> I say... This is going to be great when I leave. Like, just hear it. Like, yeah. This is gonna I be don't good. have to put up with, with his shit all day at work, let alone on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I say non-contemporary because one website reported the sighting from Valentine's Day 2012. The story goes that the Martin family were taking a 200-kilometer taxi ride from near Birmingham to their home south of London when they saw, quote, a fast-moving dark figure with no obvious features dart across the road in front of them. The figure jumped a huge fence, quickly scrambled up a 15-foot embankment, and was gone. Describe him as a humanoid, did you say? or Fast-moving dark figure. So that could be, could just be a cat or yeah. like a dog. 
Well, no, they haven't. Specif- they haven't specified that it's, it looks like figure. an animal. Yeah, so they're uh, saying they're saying a, a person, a, a figure. Yeah. Okay, okay so, so they are saying. saying a I would. I would say a dark figure. Uh, it could be anything. That could is, be a panther. No, I want to know what Matt Neal thinks they saw. I think they think they. I think they think they saw a person. Okay. This podcast is full. Well, past I mean, yeah, scenes. like I, I have higher, uh, you know, uh, grade and and quality of evidence required for me to Naturally. say person. But yeah. Matt Neal, no. No. The, the family and taxi driver were shaken with the family's young son too scared to sleep that night and the driver fearful of driving back to Birmingham alone. A 200 kilometre taxi ride. Yeah, I know. That's, that's, that's huge. That's, that's the expensive. weirest part of this whole story. <laughs> How many pounds is that? That's a lot that's... of pounds. There have, been several, look that up. there have been several theories about who or what Spring Hill Jack is. Okay, you ready for this? Uh, all right, I'll pay attention. Given the lengthy period of time... Uh, Given the lengthy period of time and the great distances the, the sightings are spread across, the most popular notion is that Jack is a kind of ghost or devil. This theory... Yeah, of course, that's the most popular. Oh, so yeah. shit. This theory was certainly popular at the time. A more modern theory is that Jack is, quote, an alien creature that came to Earth to terrorize people. I don't like that either. No. <laughs> I've got a better theory. Uh, we'll, we'll wait. Yeah, to okay. get, we'll get to that. Authors such as Lauren Coleman... And Jerome Clark. Lauren fucking Coleman. Lauren Coleman. My, mm. my boy. Yeah. He's, my boy. he's your other Jacques Cousteau, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he is. Like, Lauren Coleman is is like this massive mm-hmm. crypt- cryptozoologist, Marzi. Oh, well, there you he, go. He's like the... He's, he's like, like the Bernard Hoovermans of <laughs> cryptozoology. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> he's like... what? What's less than, like, the godfather? He's like... Consigliere. The yeah. consigliere oh, he's of cryptozoology. I like yeah. him. All right, so what's the I'll, fact I'll, that we're I'll, hearing? I'll lend you his book. All right, you. so yeah. authors such as Lauren Coleman and Jerome Clark regarded Spring Hill Jack as a, quote, phantom attacker. Phantom attackers tend to appear in human-like form, mm-hmm. f- form and may be seen as, quote, prosaic criminals and may display extraordinary abilities such as Jack's superhuman leaps and fire breathing and are unable to be caught by authorities. Mm. Can you believe it? I'm going to put something to you here, Colonel. Mm-hmm. Shoot from the hip. Jack sounds like a bit of a dick. He is no, absolutely no a dick. shit. He's running around <laughs> assaulting people. <laughs> well, and and like he's assaulting women with like sharp claws and stuff. He's like a super dick. Yeah, yeah. it's a real dick thing to do. Like yeah. who who's sitting there at night going, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to dress up as a bear, put some springs in my heels, jump around and accost women. Hopefully, one of them will die. That's a real dick move. Yeah, it's a real <laughs> shit move. Uh, and there doesn't assume, yes, that, I agree. There, there <laughs> yes. doesn't seem to be any kind of uh, benefit for him either, other than oh, just getting being his rocks off, like thrills. Sure. Yeah. yeah, is it like a thrills thing? It is, and it sounds like it clearly. Um, there were a lot of copyjacks out there. Copyjacks, yep. Especially at one point, there were copyjacks towards the end of his uh, first century. And that's a term that, that that you've coined uh, just. About three seconds ago. Yeah, I just jacks. coined it, but it's it's just as legitimate as doc thinking what some people think they saw after a two hundred kilometer taxi ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. You see some weird things on a two hundred kilometer taxi <laughs> track. <laughs> Seen some shit, um, Colonel. Uh, your man Lauren Coleman says it's a phantom attacker. Some yep. people say ghosts, devils, aliens. Where where are you leaning? Here? Okay, so so here's where I am. So I've heard you know I've heard ghosts, which I think is absolute rubbish. I've heard uh, Phantom Attacker, 
which I think is closer. So what I'm thinking, you know, rather than it being an alien or, or something like that, I'm thinking that it's kind of like this, you know, 19th century, 18th century dude who's like an inventor and he's like, you know, attaching like weird contraptions to his boots and trying to freak mm-hmm. people out. And and he's basically trying to be a supervillain, but with, you know, he, he's not trying to rob the, you know, Metropolis Bank or something like that. He's just trying to fuck with people. And I think he's like this, you know, 18th century, wacky eccentric, like inventor who made a pair of shitty boots that kind of sprung a little bit. And then this whole thing got blown out of proportion. And then other people started taking it on copy jacking, if you will, uh, his story and his MO and yeah, like doing it that way. So you're going with, it's an actual person. I think it's a person. And then, and then it's other people. Uh, emulating that yes because the, the phantom attacker thing seems to like lean towards it's like a ghost or a kind of manifestation or a, a poltergeist okay. in some sort of way so I think that's what that is sort of suggesting let's, let's but you're break, saying let's actual let's break person. it down this way so the things that he does right that are, are, are all things that are actually possible to do so you can spit fire on people right mm-hmm. sure. you know, if you if you write a really sweet rap Milesy yep. like, you just spit fire, fire on people yep but that's, like, that's know, how that works. That's exactly how spitting, it works. Spitting fire out on people, that's a doable thing. Spring right? Hill Jack was just the first rapper as well. Yeah. <laughs> Precursor to Eminem was Spring Hill Jack. Springs in the boots, right? That's yeah. the thing that you can do. You could put springs in your boots yep. and be able to jump higher than what you normally would without the springs, right? Yeah. Like we're not saying like effectively, but higher, yes. That's the thing mm-hmm. that you can do. Okay. Scratching people with metal claws. Wolverine. That's absolutely a thing you can do, right? So far, yeah. there's nothing out of the realm of believability at that it could have been a person fucking around with their weird 18th century like inventions yeah. and stuff. Like, I reckon you're on it. I, I would suggest that it started off as like a prankster. That idea of there's like an inventor, someone who's just having a bit of fun, chuck some heels in a boot. Like just a bit of white makeup on the face, yeah, you know, chuck a sheet on. he had like Someone really a a bright scare. lips yeah, at one exactly. point. Like, but I reckon it's gone too far. Then there's copycats and the way that copycats, yeah, copy copycats. Thank you. All of the way that these myths gain momentum. Uh, and you know, it's like every other piece of shit that we've spoken about. It's all figments of imagination. Just get blown up, blown up, blown up. And people just want to be a part of something. And next thing you know, uh, I saw a copyjack did this. I saw Martha do this in the courthouse. Yeah, like, it just gains a life of its own. I reckon there was probably a Spring Hill Jack at some point. So hang on, like, uh, well, 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 back it up. Yep. Are we saying that we both believe this to an extent? Yeah, but you're saying you're believing that it's an actual dude and yep. not the supernatural there kind of no... element to it. Yeah, so this was not a poltergeist. This was not a ghost. It was just Jack a, was just a some, real dude. It was just he some was just hat. Okay, well, I think you need to to qualify like the story that you're presenting to us as fact. Are, are we to believe that he was a ghost, or are we to believe that that he was a figure? The I've I've only given you the theories that it is either a ghost, a devil, an alien, or some phantom attacker. I'm not I'm not so, I'm not suggesting anywhere in here that it's a real person. Mm-hmm. We're talking about sightings spreading over over more than a century all across England. Okay, so if you're asking me, like, can I believe that Springhill Jack was an actual thing that existed and happened? 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Do I believe that he was a ghost or a devil or a demon? No. No. I believe that he was probably, a, like you said, a, a huckster, a, a hoaxster, a, mm-hmm. a jokester. Yep. Um, a midnight toker. A midnight <laughs> toker. He was the whole. He was the whole bit, and he had like maybe a couple of weeks of good fucking with people. Yep. And then he gave it up mm-hmm. because, like, when you slash someone, you know, for real, it pr- yeah, it's probably, probably not that great. It's, it's a bit of a wake up call. Yeah. And he's gone. No, I'm going to quit it. And then someone else has gone, like, I'm going to pick up this mantle and mm. carry it on. Or they might have even just done, it might have been like an accident. Somewhere someone's accidentally walked out with a pair of garden shears and frightened some lady. And then they've gone, it's the Spring Hill Jack. Or they like jumped out of their window and they fell on a trampoline and then all of a sudden they were jumping like this. So that many has to happen all the time. Yeah, yeah, those 1838 trampolines. Jumped out of their window, gravity for one second failed. Yeah. <laughs> Came back on. Gravity, the Had backup. Had a swig of like gin or brandy or something and then lit it on fire as he was falling. Yeah, and, and then... Yeah. Yep. It happens to it. I think everyone. we've debunked this. I don't think we need the next part of this podcast. I'm going to read it anyway because I took the time to write it. The whole phenomenon of spring Jack appears to have evolved out of various spooky legends, folklore, and ghost stories. These then morphed into a mix- mixture of incidents involving pranksters, copycats... I didn't, write, I didn't write copy jacks. Copy jacks. And mass hysteria, all of which have been combined and attributed to the single mythical being known as spring Jack. We fucking nailed this. The mm-hmm. first major incident that's attributed to spring Jack is the one involving Mary Stevens, but it only came to light after the Lord Mayor made public the letter he'd received from a resident of Peckham. Now, here's what the letter actually said. Quote, Yo, what's up? How's yo, it going in your neck of yo, the woods? Yo, Lord Mayor, I'm about to drop some knowledge on you. Yeah. About to spit some fire in your ass. Quote, It appears that some individuals have laid a wager with a mischievous and foolhardy companion, name as yet unknown, that he durst not take upon himself the task of visiting many of the villages near London in three disguises, a ghost, a bear, and a devil, and moreover that he will not dare to enter gentlemen's gardens for the purposes of of alarming the inmates of the house. The wager has been accepted and the unmanly villain has succeeded in depriving seven ladies of their senses. So here's a guy in a letter saying, look, I know about this bet yeah. that's going on. This guy, is, they've, they've, this guy has, they've bet their mate that he can't dress up as a, a, a ghost, a bear and a devil, go into people's yards and scare the bejesus out of people. Dude, we nailed it. Yeah. Like, absolutely nailed it. That was a high five you heard, people. Yep. Many of the accounts are unverifiable. They were never reported on or they appeared in the papers of the time via second-hand or third-hand accounts of rumours, gossip and ghost stories. For example, the story of the young prostitute said to have been to have died after being thrown from a bridge by Spring Hill Jack appears to have been fabricated completely. There is no evidence of that incident ever taking place. It's possible there were some genuine attacks on women among these accounts, but there were no doubt the acts of depraved men whose deeds became fodder for the legend, not the acts of ghosts or devils. In fact, Carl Bell noted in his book on the subject that a large number of accounts, particularly after the initial burst of interest in 1838, quote, tend to lack precise dates and adhere to a familiar narrative format of surprised and frightened women encountering a leaping figure at night to whom they allocated the name spring Jack. Only a handful of incidents appear to have been reported and reported to and investigated by police. The Allsop case, the Scales case, and the Ashworth case. So these are the three big ones that get yep, talked about. Yep, with yep. Mm-hmm. 
In the Allsop case, a local coach wheelwright named James Smith saw Payne and Milbank, so these are the two people who were arrested and taken to court over, mm-hmm. walking away from the Allsop residence soon after the attack. Oh, well, they weren't springing, so... No. I, yeah, case Milbank, closed. Milbank was wearing a white shooting jacket and he accosted Smith saying, What have you to say to Spring Jack? Milbank claimed to be so drunk on the night in question he has no memory of what happened, but he was acquitted anyway. So these are the two guys that got off because they couldn't demonstrate they could breathe fire and the witness was convinced that they could. Mm-hmm. So she kind of undid herself there with her testimony because it was easy for them to go, well, we don't, we're not fire-breathing ghouls, so they just... Happens once a week in the magistrate's court. Yeah, yeah, basically. But we have here a witness who saw them there, who claimed, who actually said to him that they were Spring Jack and said they were so drunk on the night they can't remember anyway. As for the blue flame, the officer investigating the two cases, Detective Lee, witnessed an experiment at a London hospital showing how fireballs could be created by blowing through a tube filled with spirits, sulfur, and other ingredients and setting the contents alight as they left the tube. There you go. Theatre performers also offered similar examples of of stagecraft to show how breathing fire could be achieved. As for the spring heels and leaping over rooftops, these are largely attributed to mass hysteria and exaggeration as they are not components of the most well-studied and reported incidents. Okay, so hang on. Like, there's got to be people out there so that have been working on, on spring shoes, right? Like, there's people, and there's entire companies who are built around creating shoes that make you jump higher and be able to dunk, right? We've looked into the spring technology, yeah. right? Someone's looking into it. Michael Jordan. Are you saying Michael Jordan was Spring Hill Jack? That's what I've come to, yes. Yeah, yeah look, I don't I, I don't know about these spring shoes. Like, they're not... So what, what this is what this last line saying. again. Give us yeah. that last line again. As for the spring heels and leaping over rooftops, these are largely attributed to mass hysteria and exaggeration as they are not components of the most well-studied and reported incidents. So Spring Hill Jack wasn't even spring heeled. That's what you're telling me. What I'm saying is that there was perhaps this kind of legend that was that was blossoming around the idea of a spring-heeled creature. And then these kind of assaults start happening and they just sort of morph into one. And then after that, any kind of account suddenly has a, a, a dark figure leaping at superhuman heights a, a, away from an incident. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the coolest movie I've never seen. Yeah. Like, it's yeah, literally it, the coolest movie sp- I've never seen. There's yeah. not a spring Hill Jack movie. No, I, I, oh, I, 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 I don't think... Like, I think I would know about it if there was. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, you need a good hero to go with but it because they, they're obviously the villain. Play? Look, I, I, th- I think back to... No, spring Hill Jack I'm, is the hero. I'm, I'm familiar but, with the story, right? And I'm, I'm familiar with the Penny Dreadfuls in which he mm. featured um, back in the day. I've seen the covers of, of those those um publications and the way that they draw him uh and sort of uh, yeah describe him he looks like the joker like if you go mm. back to really early dc golden age uh comics yep he looks very much like the joker with that kind of white face really pointy jaw pointy nose like maniacal smile like i've I feel so, like the Joker was based on this character. So if you were to cast... We'll, we'll take it around the table. If you were to cast spring Hill Jack in a movie now, Colonel... Willem Dafoe. Oh, I was going to say Willem Dafoe. Ooh, I was going to say Willem Dafoe as well. Right, well, well, there we go. well, there solves that problem. Yep. Okay. Oh, just that creepy smile he can yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> now, here's... I'm something of a spring Hill Jack myself. <laughs> but somewhere... Oh, you're a copy Jack, are you? <laughs> but somewhere... I'm the original... <laughs> But somewhere among the copy jacks and ghost stories and made-up bullshit 
is the peculiar figure of Henry de la Poor Beresford, who was the third Marquess of Waterford. Eccentric 19th century inventor. Here we go. Henry Have was we dunked this. Henry was a prankster, drinker, fighter, and misogynist. Oh, was N- he not an inventor though? But was he? Yes, a, he was. was he no. a midnight toker? <laughs> he was frequently in the news in the late 1830s for drunken brawling, brutal jokes, and vandalism, and was said to do anything for a bet. Beresford had earned the nickname of the Mad Marquis, and is po- supposedly the source of the expression to paint the town red after an incident in which he and mates who were shit-faced after a day at the races stole some red paint and splashed it all over the buildings and homes of Melton Mowbray in retribution for being asked to pay a toll to cross the bridge and enter town. What a fucking legacy. That's That's huge. Painting the town red. But more importantly for this podcast, Beresford was rumoured to be Springheel Jack as early as 1840. Several scholars have named Beresford as Jack or at least blamed him for some of Jack's appearances. The story goes that the Mad Marquis's distaste for authority, combined with his trickster nature and blatant misogyny, resulted in him creating the character that became known as Springheel Jack. It's suggested that some of the reported sightings of Jack, first-hand or otherwise, could be attributed to Beresford, especially given that Beresford married and settled down in 1842, leaving his rabble-rousing days behind him. So that's when the bulk the bulk of the sightings mm-hmm, are sort of mm-hmm. you know piped down by them. Yet the sightings Mrs. Springhill Jack was like, not anymore, Jack. Yeah. You're a family man now. Yeah. <laughs> the sightings that did continue suggest the work of Copy Jacks. In fact, Beresford died in a riding accident in 1859, and there were supposed sightings after that. If you combine the story of Beresford with a mix of mass hysteria, Copy Jacks, and wild tales, you probably have the whole story of Springhill Jack. Wow. I think we need to get some um, Can You Believe It merch out there that just is a t-shirt that says Copy Jacks. Copy Jacks. Yeah, I like that. I'm a Copy Jack. I'm a Copy Jack. That'll be on the store. Uh, Go to our website. Get it on the Patreon. We we, we join the Patreon. uh, I'm just going to cut in here. We don't actually have a web. We don't have a Patreon. We don't have any of these things. We're just saying the same things that other people say in their podcasts. Like and subscribe. Like like our our (laughs) sponsors. Beat it to it. (laughs) But uh, yeah, that's that's kind of what we do here, isn't it? Like it's mm. it's we, just, so it, we have if, a podcast and then pretend the the rest of the rest. Yeah, of it if is you would happening. like to write us a letter, um, I'm not sure where you'd send it, but uh, like uh, it'll get to us. Yeah, like just put it out there in the ether. Smoke signal. We respond to those as well. The um the funny thing about that one is it has probably the sh- shortest list of sources that have out of any of these that I've done, um, because all of all of the stories about Springhill Jack are kind of the same ones that just get regurgitated over time and they've been sort of accumulated and that's that's it. That's like this is these are all the stories about Springhill Jack and they've just taken on a life of their own. If you try and go back and find the original sources, it's really, really difficult. Um, and that's why there's this sort of thought that a lot of these incidents didn't actually exist. They've just been added to the pile as time has gone on. Mm. So now we have this very sort of small condensed pile of stuff that's attributed to Springhill Jack Trying to trace it back to its roots is very hard. Carl Bell's book, The Legend of Spring Hill Jack, is really good because it tries to dig into the original sources of a lot mm. of it. And he sort of discredits a lot of the stuff 
um, as well as going, but some of this stuff is Look, I'm is guessing there was probably, you know, stories about people jumping around with springs in their boots well before this. Well, look, know, this people breathing fire well before this. It's, it's kind a of like, tale as old as time. Yeah. <laughs> tale as old as... Yeah, of course. But, like, throw it all together, and it creates this really cool, like, urban myth, mystery. Yeah, and, I mean, this is where this, I find it is an interesting one because there's so many different components to it that it is kind of taken on its life, a life of its own. You know, it starts with probably ghost stories and pranks um but retroactively have all been lumped together you know mm. a lot of this is coming from research from people looking at it like 150 years on yeah yeah, yeah. and going oh that's spring hill jack oh that's spring hill jack another and, copy jack yeah another and then jack. and also the, the the penny dreadfuls that have come you know a lot of those are springing up after the fact and just making up shit. giving weight to it as and well. yeah and but whenever they make up shit it just adds to the pile of stories yeah yeah momentum yeah and then you throw in the pranksters and all this kind of stuff. And then some probably genuine heinous attacks, you know, not that far removed from what we then see 50 years later with Jack the Ripper. You know, there's this, you know, this, a lot of this is in just like shitty back streets in mm. down at Hill, London. Um, you know, there's horrible stuff going on. And it, it all kind of morphs together into this idea of a, a mythical figure that you can sort of point to as being the, the, the source of all this badness when really it's probably just you know, stories and probably a bunch of different of dudes, dudes who are shit. Up to 40 yeah. or 50 dudes. Who it it could, yeah, yeah, it could be. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's going through it all. There's sort of like, there's probably only really 30, 20 or 30 stories that are really linked to Spring Hill Jack and they're really loosely linked. And then there's really only like three that seem like really closely linked. Somewhere out there, somebody's sitting on a script uh, about the Spring Hill Jack and they're, they're shopping it to Hollywood and they're getting ignored. But, Keep Let trying. us know. Keep trying because I would watch that movie. Oh, yeah. I would watch the shit out of that movie. There's got to be a movie. Like Johnny Depp, like investigating, you know, the Spring Hill Jack and hasn't William Dafoe. As... There's a movie. Is there? The, there is a movie. I was going to From 2008, IMDb tells me. Uh, Spring Hill Jack is set in 2004 where the titular, titular character resurfaces after a 100-year absence to continue his killing spree. All right, so he is like a serial killer in 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 the movie. Version. Yeah, yeah. It looks cheap as. I kind of like the idea of him not being a serial killer, and you know, more being sort of like a, a anti-authoritarian kind of figure. I mean, the the horrible misogyny and and the and the attacking women is right out. Like we we don't yeah. want that. But other than other than that, he's kind of like this sort of you know jokesterish prankster kind of character. Like, yeah, I I don't know. I f I feel like. He becomes your sort of de facto, like your Dracula or your Frankenstein. He's very I think. much like a Dracula. So you need, yeah, you need a hero to kind of come the in investigator. And, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I would do that movie. But yeah, anyway, apparently it's been done. Looks rubbish. <laughs> it's done in the fifties as well. By the looks of things. Apologies to the bit. director William Honeyball. <laughs> Glad Honeyball. you named him as well. It's, it's just calling you out, William, on your shit house movie. I mean, it's got uh, a apologies. It's got an IMDb page. Um, Anyone can have one of those. It's it's got it's a five point six out of ten on IMDb. Dang, I mean, it's only like three reviews, so it probably doesn't. Really out of twenty five ratings, yeah. so there you go. Twenty five people in the world have seen that movie. I reckon. <laughs> what yeah. we're saying is there's scope for a reboot. I think so. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, thank you for listening. All the sources and stuff are on our Spotify page. Um, I'm on Twitter. Whatever. Um. So, yeah, thanks for listening. This is the end of season four. Mm -hmm. That's all you're getting. Mm -hmm. Like it or leave it. Enjoy them. 
and I'm 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 out. I'm I'm done. You might you might come back nope. at some point. No, nope. I reckon no, it's gonna be a Johnny Farnham out. You retire. I'm nope. out. I'm in. Yeah, I'm out. I'm back. Basically. All right, I've I've got to pay for my kidney uh, <laughs> yeah, surgery. You can so do more farewell tours than kiss. Um. All right. Good night, everyone. Good night and goodbye forever. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>